Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hey folks, thanks again for tuning in. I'm glad that you are listening today and praying that God is using you. And we've been talking about having an impact on life. Yesterday I used the scripture, Acts chapter 20, verse 24. And so I think after I pray that I'll start with that scripture again, and then we'll continue kind of where we left off yesterday. And if you say, well, pastor, I didn't listen yesterday. That's okay. You'll pick right up on what's going on today. Lord, Heavenly Father, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, Almighty God, I call upon you to lead us, to guide us, to show the way that we would see you, and God, we'd respond to you, and Lord, we would be people who make an impact on the kingdom of God. Lord, I thank you for every listener, and Lord, if there's one today that's listening that is struggling in any area, in the name of Jesus Christ right now, Get a hold of their heart and their mind. Take care of the issue they're dealing with. May they call upon you. May they bow before you and allow you to work in their life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, as I was sharing some different names of people that made impact, you know, I shared uh, three or four of them. And and uh, it's interesting when you look at people like we. I shared about Charles Dickens and how he his amazing love for God. He was a writer. And Florence Nightingale, the, the founder of Modern Nursing, and her impact. And Christopher Crusan, the, the, the founder of the Cinematic Ministry. And Louis Pasteur, the French chemist, who was known for discovering vaccines. So I want to talk about a few others uh, in that line of how they impacted the world and how they followed their mission and they followed God. And the first one is Joseph Lister. He was a British surgeon who was a pioneer of antiseptic surgery and called hospitals, nurses, and doctors to do better job cleaning to not spread viruses. And of course, those places became the safest and most sterile places anywhere. He was a brilliant man of great faith in God, and he said he would never mix science with faith. He was a quiet Quaker man who was led by God to be a difference maker. I'm, I'm certainly familiar with a lot of Quaker. Folks, I graduated from, I mean, I went, I didn't graduate from, but I went to Greenleaf Friends Academy for two years and two of the best years of my life. And if I had to do over, I probably would have been there all four years, but it impacted my life in a powerful way spiritually. Then I went to George Fox College and got my degree, which um, another Quaker school. So my my best friends today, most of them are uh, Quaker backgrounds, but uh, this man was a quiet man, but he was a difference maker. He, he wanted to make sure things were safe and make sure things were sterile. And yes, he made a difference in the world, but he had an impact. He had a desire to make an impact. Then there was Frederick Douglass. He gave his life to Christ at age 13. He was, he taught, he was taught secretly about Jesus uh, by the wife of a slave owner. Isn't that great? The wife of a slave, slave owner taught him about Jesus in secret. He learned and loved his God and was said to have a brilliant mind. He went on to fight for abolishing of slavery, and he made it a mission to teach slaves how to read, and, to be, and he became a preacher in 1839. But his fight to abolish slavery and to do it following God's leading in a huge, had a huge, huge impact on abolishing it. He made a difference. Frederick Douglass made a difference. He was a man who stood by his God and his principles and thus changed the world. Because he stood up 
And it'd surely be easy in that time for him not to stand up, for him to hide, for him not to be out in the forefront, to worry about uh, having something happen to him. But no, he wanted to help the slaves. He wanted to help people know how to read and how to know Jesus. And, you know, when he gave in his heart to the Lord and becoming a preacher, he made a difference uh, into a great number of people. Then there was Dag Hammarskjöld, former Secretary General of the United Nations. He died in a plane crash in Zambia in 1961. But a journal was found of his life that he wrote in daily. He shared in his journal how he prayed to God to give him a defined purpose. He became a champion of the underdog, and he was an advocate to the nations that didn't have a voice and led a number of nations to sovereignty to give them a greater life. Like Jesus, he was a champion of the underdog. He fulfilled the purpose that God gave him. And people, boy, it should be great if we can have more of us that were champions of the underdog, that we would look after those that so desperately need help, not look down on them, but lift them up and do what we can. You know, I'm so proud of some of the ministries out there. You know, we we were having a, a big uh, food drive here in November at the radio station, which is going to be awesome. And we're going to support one of our local, our ministries and, and, uh, and it's going to be a, it's going to be a big event. We're going to serve you all hot dogs and treats and all sorts of things. We're just going to have you stop by and, and, uh, stop by and, and bring some food so we can help, help that. But it's, it's, it's a calling, you know, it's people out there, uh, follow through with their callings, and this this team follows through with what, what their calling is. And I hope that we can follow through with what God calls us to do. I'm, as I, I'm trying to look something up as I'm talking, so if you're wondering why I'm going all over the place, I, uh, I want to make sure I uh, call this food place right. I always mess up the name, and I don't want to mess up the name, so I'm um, City Hope Food Pantry. City Hope Food Pantry, Tom Gould leads that, and it's... Um, the former Central Assembly Church, um, I think it's a Hope of Joy, Hope City Hope Church. Now they provide that it's a wonderful food pantry, and they are ministering and they're taking care of their people, and they are praying with the people that come in. And so our radio station uh, in November, I think I think it's November nineteenth. We're going to have you drop by, drop off food. We're going to have their truck here, and we're going to bring food and we're going to support that mission, and we're going to feed you food. We're going to provide free food for you. So I hope that you will put that on your calendar. Stop by. I'll be announcing it. You'll be hearing about it more. But see, that's a passion. I mentioned my friend Tom Gould. He has a huge passion to reach the lost. In fact, he goes to Guatemala with the team every year to help those that are in need. We need people with that kind of passion. Then there was John Rockefeller. He was a tycoon, wealthy beyond wealth founder of Standard Oil Company. But what many people didn't know, that he was a highly spiritual man who loved his Lord. He was a faithful member of a Baptist church and believed in honoring God with everything. It was said he gave beyond a 10% tithe to his church, and he gave to so many Christian organizations and Christian colleges. He served God faithfully until he was called home by his uh, called home, uh, but his impact on people went far beyond his reputation as a tycoon. His life had changed the lives 
of many. Well, then, of course, there's Abraham Lincoln. You all know the probably the most famous president we have, 16th president of the United States. He was a skeptic of Christianity, and he really struggled with uh, the death of his son, Edward. But it was said that later on, after his son's death, he gave his life to Christ. Not many years before his own passing, he would console with a Scottish pastor, John Smith, about his life as Pastor John would preach the church he attended. Later, Lincoln was quoted by saying, there is nowhere else to go but to my knees. Many of us over the years have read his powerful speeches that honored God. But boy, did he say that right? There is nowhere else to go but on our knees. Are we spending on our knees before God? Are we following God with what he has laid out and calling upon him? He's there. He wants us to call upon him. He's anxious for us, and he's waiting for us to say, call on me. I'm here to help you. I'm here to walk with you. I'm here to give you strength in your weaknesses because, hey, I'm telling you what, every one of us have weaknesses. There's not a one of us that uh, has a perfect life, including pastors. And if you think your pastor is perfect, I'm glad you do. I'm glad you have a high esteem of them. But let me tell you something. I hate to break the news. They're not. We're not. We deal with the same attitudes, the same the same issues that people deal with, the same spirit sometimes that, that uh, tries to take us down. And we have to fight that. We have to fight through it. But because we're hopefully solid in the Lord, we do so. Well, chapter 11, verse 6 of Hebrews, and that's what I've been doing, turning my page, if you heard that, says this. He says, he could not be, uh, in faith, Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He should be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. And here's verse 6. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. People without faith, it is impossible to please God. We first have to have faith in him. Sometimes our faith is put to the test. With Lincoln and Louis Pasteur, the death of their children raised out. But at the end, they had to hold on to their faith and earnestly seek God. Folks, when I lost my son, I had to earnestly hold on to faith. When my wife lost our son to, when he was five and a half, 32 years, 31 years ago, we had to hold on to our faith because we couldn't understand it. It was hard to get over. It's a real thing that we deal with. But in the end, when we hold on to God, he will be with us. A very simple question for us today is, are we earnestly seeking God? How do you look at the word earnestly? Are we really going for it? Or do we just serve him and stand up for him when it's convenient and when the setting is right? I think it's important to be thinking about plans to succeed. What can I do as a Christian man or woman to further the cause of Jesus Christ? Sometimes I think, think it's like being a coach. You strategize. When I coached for so many years, I would study the other team. I would go watch them. I would have a plan on how to handle them. I remember uh, setting plans against people. When this one team had a hotshot girl, and, I, and I, I had a plan to shut her down, and we shut her down. We shut her down to four points, and we won the game 53-17. to 17. We need to have a game plan, folks, to shut things down. Uh, to follow God's will for our lives and to serve Him and, and serve Him with all our hearts. Living with the anointing of the Holy Spirit is the greatest thing any of us could do. The Lord said before He was going to the cross that He is sending us an advocate, the Holy Spirit, to give us courage, 
boldness, and strength to do extraordinary things for him. Will you allow him to do extraordinary things for you? Will you allow him to touch your lives? We need to be devoted to the cause. Devoted to impacting the world for Jesus Christ. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.